Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the February 20th, 2018 edition of Season 5 of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. The Court Report comes to you every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Sunday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every week, we'll take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League. Had a game this week? Let us know about it. You can friend me on Facebook, send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg. That's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or you can like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is Y-L-S Wiseguy. That's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. You can also connect with me on Instagram. My handle is NSN Court Report. Because if I don't know about your games, we cannot talk about it. And during playoff season, it is so important. It is so important to get everything that we need in order to give you everything that you want. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Uh, They're feeling it at Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. They are so excited. They are so ready to start preparing for the trophies for the big championship games in a little less than one month's time. That's right, folks. In about a month from now, the Shiva League will have concluded. Crown Trophy will have handed out all the trophies for the championship games, but they are still ready to help you with whatever you need over that next month. They are busy, but never too busy for you. Give them a call, 718-769-4111, for all of your trophy and plaque needs. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official analyst, but most of all, like you, I am a huge Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share in the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week. If you have a smartphone and haven't downloaded the NSN app already, please do so. You'll have access to all of our episodes going all the way back to the very first season. Plus, you'll be able to send in comments for each show. Please keep the comments nice. Much like the show is not about me criticizing, disrespecting, or degrading players or coaches, please be courteous enough to do the same. Welcome back, folks. Wow, what an insane week. Playoffs have started. We have so many games to get through and so many insane results. Uh, There are so many upsets that happened over the last week. So many lower seeds beating higher seeds. It is changing the face of the Yeshiva League playoffs. There's so much action going on. Every game, it's, it's... there's just most games are close, um, and even the games that people expected to be uh, blowouts have managed to be extremely close games. It's so intense and insane out there. These kids are doing such an amazing job, and I, I like even myself, like watching these games, being at these games, you can feel the intensity, you can feel the the, the love and the passion for the kids. You can feel the the love and the passion that the schools are giving their 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 teammates it's just it's great this is the best time of the year this is the most insane most intense time and again all these superlatives you hear me throw them out every week it's just it's it's just such an exciting time i know you feel it you know i feel it it's just so amazing there's so much to get through today uh there were several games over the last week um Every league, uh, every playoff has started with the exception of one, which we'll get to. Uh, That insane scenario, girls varsity B was figured out. So we'll have that bracket set up for you. Um, And then we'll go through all of our other leagues. We'll have every single league 
uh, will give you what has gone on over the past week. Every one, every other part, every other league has had at least one game that has been played and has set up some sort of scenario for the next round. And it's it's just it's it's getting to me. It's it's just so exciting. I cannot wait. We are so close. The championship games are coming. They are getting closer by the day, and it's. I guess I guess it's the season, you know, where where you got the Olympics going on. It's a season for upsets. I, I, this, um, I mean, tonight, tonight, you know, where we are, we are in fact two days away from the uh, from the anniversary. It is the twenty eighth anniversary. Uh, sorry, the 38th anniversary. If it was 28th, it would be a different story. The 38th anniversary of the miracle on ice. You know, the Olympic Games, the the just the intensity and and the pageantry of the U.S. Russia, you know, Soviet Union. The 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 upsets. This is the season for them. This is the season for somebody to. Uh, rise up, make a name for themselves, put themselves in the Yeshiva League history books, and become that team, that that one team that nobody expected. You know, we've had several teams like that over the last few years, uh, all the way back. You know, at some point the years all meld together, but the year MTA won the championship. You know, they were a three seed. They managed uh, talk about hockey. They managed to to work their way up, knock off both top seeds, and to uh, you know take home the crown. It's there's so many there are so many stories like that in Yeshiva League basketball and hockey. It's just that that was one that came to mind over the last couple of days, uh, especially when watching the Olympics and saying, you know what. So much happens in once uh, that happens in the other, and this is the time of the year where we see all of the magic and the miracles happen, especially for the Yeshiva League, especially for you know our seniors, for whom this is the last run. This is their last chance at a Yeshiva League championship. You can tell, you can you can see the looks on their faces. You can see the the determination, the desperation. It, it's it makes for such amazing action and these games are just as i said these games are just the best the regular season is great the playoffs are above all else and there's so much to get to today so we're going to dive right in very very quickly you know when we get into varsity hockey we'll talk about um, we'll talk about the games that have been played. There were two games played over the last week. Uh, all of them in the, both of them in the East. The West will, uh, the West is uh, is in action tonight, so that hasn't been gotten to yet. Over in JV, we have one game played, but it sets up a really interesting second round basketball. Uh, both varsity and JV basketball, a ton of upsets. It's just one of the years where we're going to, we may not. You know, we we may figure out who the favorites are, but how the favorites get to the finals, or if they get to the finals, are going to be roads that nobody could have predicted. A couple of of bracket busters that happened, so I can't wait to get to that and show you that. And then all of the action in Girls Varsity, Girls JV, Girls B, which is going to be an insane ride. Uh, All leading up to their championship games. Those games, as I keep reminding you every week, 
the girls JV and girls varsity A championships will be on March 8th uh, in TABC. The boys, uh, sorry, the girls varsity and JV basketball. Let me let me stretch that out. Basketball championships will be on March 8th. The boys JV and varsity basketball championships will be on Sunday, March 11th, out in Yeshiva University, and the boys hockey. JV and Varsity Championships will be March 18th in Lawrence Middle School out on Long Island. So, folks, this being the 20th, this means in less than one month's time, we will be finished with the 2017-2018 Yeshiva League season. Hard to believe we're here, folks. It's so insane. These are the most action-packed four months of these kids' high school lives. Now, I know there's still the spring season, but there really isn't that much or as much fervor and excitement for the spring season. This is the major season. Basketball, hockey, even to an extent volleyball. Uh, you know, this is the season for these kids. This is the season that they that they look to most. So get ready for a bumpy ride, folks. Get ready for a... a an intense, action-packed road, because the next month is going to be, especially if the last week is any indication, the next month is going to be the best that we have ever seen in the Yeshiva Leagues. Well, with that, let us actually get to the action and take you through what has gone on in the last week of the 2017-2018 Yeshiva League Playoffs. Starting off with hockey, we're going to start off with varsity hockey. Let's just take you through the bracket once more before we go through all of the games. Again, this is how the brackets work for varsity hockey. Um, it'll also work for JV and varsity basketball. But varsity hockey has the following. Top two teams in the East and the West each get a bye. First round, they play interdivision. Sorry, in, in their own division. 3-6-4-5. The winners of that get reseeded. So you have the one and two from each division, and then you get the quote-unquote three and the four from each division in the winners of the three, six, four, five games, depending on what seed they get. So if the three seed wins their game, then the four, five winner would be the lowest seed. If the six seed wins their game, then the six seed is the lowest seed, and the four, five is the thir- uh, the essential third seed. And then they do what the Olympics used to do. I can't even say Olympic style anymore because you look at what's going on with the men's, um, you know, with the uh, how it is with the men's now. It, it's such a different story. The women's setup is so different. Uh, by the way, good luck to the uh, U.S. women tomorrow night. Uh, go beat Canada. Um, and so this style is the old Olympic style where what they would do is they would line up each of the brackets and then they would cross. So you'd have East 1 facing West 4, East 2 facing West 3, and the other way around, West 1 facing East 3, and West 2 facing East... uh, Sorry, West 1 facing East 4, and West 2 facing East 3. So so you can see it's a little confusing, but follow along with it, because there is a method to the madness. So the first round is just win to get into... win to qualify into the bracket. So 
that'll work that way, and then it gets set up with east 1, west 4, west 2, east 3. That is one bracket. The other bracket will be will be uh, the opposite. This, in other words, just switch around the east for the west. So taking a look at the teams that fill out each of these qualifications. You have the Eastern Conference, where DRS was the one, Hefter the two. You have Rambam the three, Hank the six, Solomon Schechter the four, and North Shore the five. We uh, will get into those, because both of those games have happened now. In the Western Conference, those games are yet to happen. SAR and TABC the one and the two, and you have the three and the six of MTA and JEC, the four and the five of Frisch and Kushner. Um, So we'll get you to what the bracket will look like in just a few minutes. Just take each of those games individually. Right now, we are going to start off with the game that happened this past Wednesday night, North Shore and Solomon Schechter. So this is the 4-5 game. Now, depending on what happens in the Rambam-Hank game, uh, these the winner of this game would not know who they would face just yet. But what we did know was the the rivalry between the two this year intense. Two teams played each other twice over the past year. Both went to overtime. Both three two North Shore victories. It, it's insane that you know as we keep saying, uh, Solomon Schechter finished with a record of eight four zero and two eighteen points. North Shore eight and five. Sorry, eight five and one. Uh, 17 points, and North Shore is hosting this game, because as we've been saying for the past few weeks, Solomon Schechter, the first team in Yeshiva League hockey history, who has a home game that will not be playing a home game because they do not have a home gym. They had one a long time ago. Back when I played hockey, they had a gym, and it just seems like they don't use it anymore, or it's just, I mean, it was extremely small. And so the varsity games there were, for for lack of a better lack of a better word, the games there were terrible. But so I guess that's what their you know what their uh, their thinking their thought process is. But it's still insane to think that you have a team that has gone on the road every game this year, has compiled enough points to take the four seed to earn a home game, and there is no home game. So the question is, the game being in North Shore, would it affect the outcome? If you if you looked at the, the two games that they played this year and said to yourself, wow, this is going to be an extremely close one, man, were you right. This was an intense game from the outset. No score through one period of play in the game. Second period, though, we've been talking about him for the last few weeks. Charles Gresham's freshman, moved up to the varsity squad, puts one into the net to give North Shore a 1-0 lead. North Shore would take that lead into the second period. Solomon Schechter not going away. Tie it up to make it a 1-1 game, but only a few minutes later. Gresham's would be a factor again, this time assisting on what would be the game-winning goal by Noam Silverman. So North Shore taking a 2-1 victory over Solomon Schechter. Another close one-goal game between these two. This one did not go to overtime. North Shore taking the victory, moving on to the second round. But who would they play? That would depend on the game that happened this past Saturday night. Rambam and Hank. Well, if you take a look back at these two teams two years ago, you would never believe that this would even be a matchup. Back in JV with this group, Rambam, a one-win team. Hank, a six-win team, a, a semifinalist. Rambam, not even not even sniffing a playoffs, last placed in the East. They've and since that time, since that time, Rambam hasn't even gotten 
better in terms of personnel. You know, they had they, they've lost players. Rambam lost the best defenseman from that team. Rambam lost one of the one of the better offensemen from that team. They've shed players left and right, and yet here is Rambam, a three seed in the East. If I remember correctly. The, the game, the last time they played Hank that, that year, two years ago in JV, I think Hank beat them, it was 10-4, 10-5. It just shows the difference. Hank then went on to the semifinals that year. They got derailed by DRS. But so many, so many differences from that year. Obviously, Hank has lost several players too. Hank is, Hank is without um, uh, Yoni Hazan, Jack Hamer. Uh, Eitan Rabanapur deciding not to play uh, goalie this year. So it's there are differences on the hand end too, but the question is, are those enough differences to have put them down into the sixth seed? Well, you know what? Apparently so. I mean, they had a schedule that should have enabled them to do better, but they just... It just never happened. So this is where we find ourselves. Rambam taking the only uh, game of the regular season for those uh, between the two uh, because of you know a 3-1 victory in the last week of the season. And uh, aside from the players who obviously were not playing in terms of the you know with the, of the makeup of the teams, they were both sides were missing players for this game for uh, you know various reasons: injury, Israel. Uh, you know, looking for schools. It's just that time of the year, and unfortunately, schedules just can't work out. And so, Rambam without Joe Wertman, uh, Hank without Josh Blitstein, also be without Bernie Maslin uh, because of an injury, and that would affect how Hank would end up playing this game as well. Taking you to the game itself, Rambam would capitalize on the first period. Two goals by Benny Schillag, 4.59 left in the period, and 2.11 left in the period to jump to a 2-0 lead. That would not be all before the period let out. Two seconds left in the first period. It would be Jacob Linder crashing the front of the net and putting home a rebound to give Rambam a 3-0 lead coming out of the first period. Rambam looked to have the game well in hand, but Hank would open up the second period, cutting the lead to 3-1 to one on a goal from Joey Haar from the corner, beating Yoni Grossman. More action from the second period. Midway through, scary moment as Jacob Linder would go headfirst into the wall behind the Rambam net, uh, would be down for a few minutes, taken to a hospital, uh, He's, he's, he's out now. He's um, recovering. We wish him a speedy recovery. Rafur Shalema, very good kid, former, uh, you know, former kid of mine, and uh, hope that he can get back on his feet very, very soon. Rambam would pick up a power play as a result. No score on the man advantage, though, but on the faceoff just after the power play ended. Yoni Auerbach picked up a loose ball and fired it home top shelf for the 4-1 Ravens advantage. Hank would not go away, though. Off the ensuing faceoff, Aaron Namdar would win the battle in the corner for the ball, send it through to the middle, where Jacob Schwartzman would plant it home into the Rambam net. And so 15 seconds after the Ravens had extended the lead, it was cut back 
2-2. It would get no closer, though, as a minute and a half later, Auerbach, still on the same shift, kept a Hank clear attempt in the zone, fired a shot on net, saved by Hank goalie Josh Sugar, but Schilleg would slam home the second-chance opportunity for the hat-trick goal, the 5-2 lead that would serve as the final score. So, the East 3 seed, the Rombaum Ravens, have advanced. We know that because they're the East 3 seed, they're automatically facing the West 2 seed. So, who would that be? That will be the TABC Storm. That game's scheduled for this Thursday night. So, we'll have Rombaum and TABC as the first of our semifinals. Uh, but because of that, we also know now who the second sem- sorry, the quarterfinals quarterfinals we also but because of that we now know who the other east team will be playing as well we know that north shore will match up the east five north shore stars will match up against the western division champion sar sting so here is how the bracket looks you have east one drs wildcats they have a bye they do not know who they're facing yet that will depend on the west you have the the winner of that game will take on the winner of the TABC Rombaum game. So DRS will take on whoever they play, and then the winner of that will play the winner of TABC Rombaum. In the other bracket, you have SAR North Shore, and they will take on the winner of Hafter and whoever they play. So looking at the West, the two games that are happening tonight, uh, one game, you have MTA and JEC happening at 8 o'clock. You have Frisch and Kushner happening at 8.45. MTA and JEC, MTA taking the uh, the game played this year by uh, by... The score, I believe the score was 6-3 only a few weeks ago. They're only meeting on the season. Frisch and Kushner doing battle a few weeks ago. Frisch, uh, generally in the last few years, having a tough time with Kushner. Several upsets over the last few years. This year, though, uh, Frisch taking a 7-0 win over the Cobras early on in uh, in the season. Excuse me, not early on the season, a few weeks ago. So let's sort of try to set this up for you. Um, you have DRS and Hafter. They'll take on the winners of these games. DRS is the East 1, Hafter is the East 2. If MTA, the West 3, wins, they will face Hafter, and the winner of Frisch Kushner will face DRS. If West 6, JEC, wins, they will automatically play East 1, DRS, and East 2, Hafter, will play the winner of Frisch Kushner. So a lot really happens uh, riding on that first game between MTA and JEC. Will the West 6 team upset the West 3 team? Uh, if it does, um, could be a very interesting scenario. It would shift everybody's brackets around. It wouldn't be the first time uh, this year, it wouldn't be the first time this postseason that we will see that, as you'll see when we get to several of our other leagues later. So that's the action. Um, uh, Rambam, TABC, uh, in the quarterfinals, SAR North Shore in the quarterfinals. Those games will happen over the next week. Rombaum and TABC have a, uh, a very, very interesting history together. Um, the last time these two, two teams played was last year during the regular season. Rombaum held a two-goal advantage uh, through uh, in the middle of the third period. TABC would work its way back, would go to overtime. TABC would take the win. Uh, I believe it was a 5-4 victory. Um, uh, probably should know a little better about it because I was on the Rambam bench at that point. Um, but uh, these two teams have collided in the past many, many times. 
uh, more there's more of a more of a sense of it on the JV level as opposed to the varsity level. But this is going to be a very very big battle. TABC thirteen and one, Rambam nine and five. Those two teams will meet this coming Thursday night in the other bracket. SAR North Shore SAR. 13 0 and 127 points. Almost perfect season. Looking to take on and ho- they'll host the uh, the North Shore Stars uh, 8 and 5, 8 5 and 1 in the hive. So North Shore winning, but the question is, will they be able to take uh, you know to take on the challenge of the Stars? It's going to be a very interesting game. I think the overarching storyline of that game will really be uh, sort of uh, I don't want to say a passing of the torch moment. But it will be sort of the the passing from one generation to the next. The uh, you have Gordy Kolb on one side for the Sting, uh, who you know scoring phenom, one of the best players, if not you know, arguably the best the best player for the senior age group. And then you have on the other end you have Charles Grecious, a freshman who's been lighting, who lit the JV on fire this year before his injury, coming back and playing a factor in varsity games, not just playing in varsity games, playing a factor in varsity games. So it's, it really may be like a, a passing of the torch moment where you have you have Kolb graduating, you have Gresham really just beginning his what well what looks to be what could very well be a very very illustrious yeshiva league career. So that's that's uh, I don't know if there's anything else really about this game. It's been so long since these two teams have played. Uh, we're probably talking maybe six, seven, eight years now since the last time these two teams have played. So that's uh, maybe maybe just a smidge less. Uh, I, I but it's that's that's how far back I couldn't remember exactly asking the two coaches. Neither of them could remember the last time it happened. So there's. There's that much. There's not much history between the two, but there will be history after this game is played. There will be something. That game likely, not scheduled yet, but likely for February 26th. The other games we will have for you next week right here on the Court Report. Moving over to JV Hockey, where the JV Hockey bracket is just a little bit easier. JV Hockey is really the second round of the uh, varsity and on. It starts out in that Olympic format. So you have the bracket. You have East 1 and West 4. You have West 2 and East 3. West 1, East 4, East 2, West 3 already taken care of. So you know what your brackets are. You know that the top bracket is East 1, Rambam, and West 4, Kushner. The winner taking on West 2, Frisch, East 3, DRS winner. And you know the bottom bracket. You have West 1, TABC, East 4, Mag and David, East 2 Hafter, West 3 SAR. And the thing is, that gives you a little bit of an easier time figuring out who they may play in the next round. Only one of these games have been played to this point, and that is TABC Mag and David. The West 1 champions, the division champions, came in uh, like looking just, in, just as informed as they've been the entire year, TABC. Taking the last game of the regular season against Frisch, to to not up the uh, to not uh, to to tie up really the uh, the uh, the Western Division crown, giving them the one seed, giving them Mag and David in the first round. Mag and David five and five, uh, really really more just the survivors of what was a really interesting bottom of the Eastern Conference. Would Mag and David be able to withstand the storm? 
Um, did look look like they were going to stay in it early on. TABC scoring one goal in the first period, taking a one nothing lead, uh, but shelling Mag and David goalie, and it would be that way throughout as uh, as TABC would pick it up and continue the onslaught, finally taking it to a seven to one final. Zach Levy. Two goals and one assist. Shlomo Gelman, two goals. Jake Rothenberg, one goal, one assist. Sending the Storm on to the second round. So uh, that is the only game that has been played. The, the They'll find out who their opponent is after tomorrow night, and that will be uh, the winner of the Hafter SAR game. No matter who wins, they'll play someone that they are familiar with. You have uh, TABC and Hafter. Uh, those two teams played last year. In the semifinals, TABC taking a 2-1 to victory. Uh, a lot of those Hafter kids are still very much the same. A lot of the TABC kids still very much the same. And then on the other hand, if, you ha- if, if SAR wins, then it's two teams that have, that have met over the course of the regular season. So there will be familiarity with, um, with, these two, with the two teams either way. Uh, if it's SAR, TABC uh, defeated them 4 to nothing earlier on in the year in TABC. Regardless, what we do know, this game will take place in TABC. So TABC awaiting the winner of that. Again, that game is tomorrow night. Although I am getting word that this game may actually be moved to Thursday night. That's, I guess, the benefit of potentially refing a game. You sort of get information that other people don't get. Uh, this is there's a possibility that this game will likely be moved to Thursday night. So pay attention to the uh, Yeshiva League website, myhsal.com, for the exact date and time of this game. It'll either be tomorrow night or it'll be Thursday night. Uh, The two other games have not happened yet either. You have East 1, Rambam, West 4, Kushner. Uh, The two teams actually have history in the first round before, uh, several years ago. Uh, back, I gotta remember the year, but it was definitely when last year's graduates were freshmen, so that would have to be 20, I want to say 2014. In 2014, two teams played in the first round, Rambam taking a 5-1 victory en route to heading to what would be uh, the first of their two uh, JV championship appearances. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I think, I believe it was, tw- I believe that was 2014. Um, and so Rambam Kushner, there is history. This is going to be a very interesting, uh, game as you have arguably the best freshman class in that Kushner squad. They were able to work their way into the postseason, uh, with a record of 6-2-2, and two, taking major win over Frisch towards the back end of the season. Um, not a, not a great ending to their season, getting shellacked by TABC, but definitely hungry, definitely looking. Also, Rambam coming in, not quite on the note that they wanted, losing to Hafter in the last game of the season. They have a record of 8-1-1. One, one. That was their first blemish, their first loss on the year. Looking to get started on a streak. Jonathan Yitzhaki, whose brother was on that team, uh, believe scored a... Scored a don't remember if it was one goal or two that game. I'll have to text him afterwards to find out. But 
get his brother Daniel Yitzhaki, uh, a key goal scorer in that game, that 5-1 win. Now Jonathan Yitzhaki looking to make his mark. Been a scoring presence all year for the Ravens. Winner of that game to take on the winner of what will, game that will happen Saturday night, and that'll be between West 2 Frisch, East 3 DRS. These two teams coming back to, uh, to Frisch after an earlier game played this season. That game went in favor of the Frisch Cougars, score of 3-1. to one. And so that uh, we'll take ourselves back out to Frisch. Frisch looking to double down on that with another victory. DRS looking to avenge that loss and to make it to the second round. Again, this all leading up to the JV and Varsity Hockey Championships Sunday, March 18th at Lawrence Middle School. We will take you through the uh, the games that do happen over the next week and preview what will likely be what will be the semifinals that we know about as of next week. I think we'll have them all set by the time we come back to you on the Court Report next Tuesday night. Once again, you are listening to the Court Report on the Nakam Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League Sports. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Uh, again, this is the playoff edition. We are moving over to Varsity Basketball. Varsity Basketball, the brackets set up as follows. You had Mag and David and DRS as the top two seeds in the East. Rombaum, the three. Flatbush, the six. Hank, the four. Hafter, the five. Out in the West, Frisch and SAR, the one and two with buys. TABC and Waterbury, the three and the six. Heschel and Ramaz, the four and the five. Three games have been played so far. Uh, the fourth one we'll get to in just a second. We have Rombaum and Flatbush that started off the action last week. Rombaum, uh, winners of seven of their first eight and eight of their first ten, looked very much in line to, to battle for a top two spot in the division. Not so happy second half of the season, though. They would wind up with a record of nine and five and would find themselves in third place. Flatbush, on the other hand, going back and forth over the uh, over the course of the season, uh, finding a way in towards the end after defeating North Shore, uh, managing to get that tiebreaker win, and uh, then defeating YDE to catapult themselves into the sixth spot. The two teams meeting up earlier in the regular season, played an incredible game that saw the Ravens erase a 15-point lead and force overtime with a clutch three at the buzzer by Rombaum's Eli Hanukkah before crushing the Falcons in the overtime period. Here, in the rematch of the Birds of Prey battle, it would be the Ravens jumping out to a 15-point lead and then adding on another 15-plus more. Rombaum led virtually wire to wire, drubbing the Falcons 60-37, to uh, the two Aarons leading the way. Ethan Aaron, Aaron Azos, 17 for Ethan, 15 for Mr. Azos to catapult the Ravens into the second round. Uh, now, because the Ravens are the three seed, we know that they're automatically facing the other division's two seed, and that is the SAR Sting. So Rombaum and SAR will do battle. Uh, we will set it up for you in just a few moments. We also had the other half of the Eastern Bracket taken care of this past Thursday night. Hank and Hafter doing battle. Uh, two teams have been very well chronicled. Hafter uh, coming in uh, to the starting the regular season, losing six of their first nine games, finished off the season winning four of five to jump to a 7-7 seven and seven record. Um, these two teams... Uh, have already met three times this year, once during Saturn, 
twice during the regular season. Hafter sweeping all three, including last week's crucial game. That's where Hafter clinched the five seed and almost take home court away from the Hurricanes. Uh, this game started out looking like Hafter would be adding win number four in easy fashion. The Hawks jumped out to a 20-9 first half lead before Hank would run off on a tear to end the first half, only down five. It would be a game of cat and mouse in the second half as Hank would whittle away at the Hawk lead and would turn the tide in their favor a minute and a half into the fourth quarter. After that, it would be all Canes. Oren Batesh capping off the game with nine points in the final minute for a game-leading 26 in a 52-47 Hank win. So Hank will now move on to play the West number one seed, and that is the Frisch Cougars. Those two teams met up in the second round two years ago as JV teams, with Frisch winning 55-47 en route to their championship. Oh, by the way, speaking of prior matchups, this was the second time in the last three years that the Hawks and Canes have met up in the first round. The two teams met up two years ago in varsity, that time the Hawks getting the better of the battle, so the Canes turning the tide in their favor with this win. Taking a look at the brackets uh, that would be set up, or at least from this win, again, we know that Hank will travel to Frisch, we know that Rambam will travel to SAR, but what would happen out west? Uh, taking a look at it, one of the two games in the West has been played, TABC and Waterbury. Let's set the stage for you. Let's, remem- let's remember how we got this way. For TABC, after losing three in a row to drop to five and six, TABC would win their last three games to clinch a, bit, a playoff berth uh, and to gain the three seed uh, wins over MTA, Ramaz, and Heschel. Brought them from five and six to eight and six, and into the four-way tie that we saw for Heschel. They were four and five as of December third. One four their last five to make the playoffs. Again, TABC, Heschel, Ramaz, and Waterbury all crammed into that huge eight and six tie. TABC taking the uh, going from what was the brink of elimination, going all the way up to the three seed, and hosting a first-round game. Waterbury. Starting out looking hot, sort of working their way back. The boys from Connecticut playing in their first playoff game, and it would be an upset in Bergen County. TABC took a 58-44 win on opening night over Waterbury, uh, a contributing factor to, as we said, to that tie-break determination. The three seed would open the game with a three, but would never hold the lead again. The Wolfpack would open up a sizable margin, see TABC close the distance in the last few minutes of the game, but never quite get there, dropping the 56-50 final that presumably busts brackets in every state in the nation except Connecticut. David Reiser leading the way with 19, Shlomo Deutsch backing him up with 17. So since the, we, the Wolfpack, congratulations to them, their first season in the Yeshiva League, also getting their first postseason victory. They, as a six seed, will move on. We know that they are going to face the East 1 seed, the Mag and David Warriors. So let's set up the bracket for you for what we know now. We know the East 1 Mag and David is going to face West 6 Waterbury in the second round. We know that West 2 SAR is going to host East 3 Rambam in the second round. Those two teams are in the same bracket. The other bracket, you have West 1 Frisch and East 4 Hank. As we said, those two teams have history with each other. The winner of that game will take on the winner of the East 2 DRS versus, well, we don't know just yet because Heschel and Ramaz has not been played yet. And because of the, the, the vacation, uh, the vacations of the two schools, that game's not going to be played until next Tuesday night. 
So set the stage for that where you're going to have that game played next Tuesday night. They're going to have to have a quick turnaround to play DR. The winner is going to play DRS. They know that for a fact. But it's likely going to have to happen one or two days later. I mean, I know it's, it's a problem because next week is Purim, and that really plays havoc with the schedule. The schedule for the, for the remaining couple of weeks, especially for basketball, is going to be a crunch because if a game isn't set for early next week, it's not happening until the week after because of Purim. And that's, that's a really insane thought considering their championship is the 11th. They're going to have to crunch games into the week that you come back from Purim, which is extremely close. Some teams may may not even get practice time before the championship game, and that's that's it, that's not fair. But it's it's the way things are working, and so you'll have DRS awaiting the winner of this game between Heschel and Ramaz. Heschel and Ramaz also part of that four-way tie. Heschel taking uh, the uh, the season series over uh, Ramaz uh, when the with the two games. Uh, sorry, with the, when the two teams have played this year, the uh, the scores of of the games you had Heschel taking out Ramaz sixty three to forty five. That was all the way back in November, though. So the question is, Ramaz has been a little hot since then. Ramaz working the way again, obviously into the postseason as the five seed. Who will come out of that? We will see. DRS though, knowing that it will play either Heschel, last year's runner up or Ramaz in a rematch of one of their championships several years ago. Uh, I, one of the first championships that I have, that I had been uh, a part of. And um, it, it's, there, there's history there. There's so much, there isn't as much history in basketball. Basketball finds its way to, to get very cyclical. Uh, so, but you'll, as you get to the later rounds, you'll start to see more of teams with history facing each other. But the first round and the quarterfinals sort of lend themselves to a little bit of new blood facing other blood. Waterbury, obviously, no history with any of these teams in the playoffs, but will look to make history when they face the Mag and David Warriors. That is going to be an interesting battle. See if a six seed can topple the one seed, the undefeated one seed. Will the boys from Waterbury be able to do it? We will find out probably over the next week. The only game that is set at this point is the SAR game with Rambam. That will be on Monday, February 26th. Moving over to JV basketball now. We teased it at the beginning of the show that there were uh, many, many strange occurrences over the past week. Well, the majority of them happening in the JV basketball league, setting the stage for JV basketball. Uh, you had in the East, you had Hafter and Shari Torah as the one and the two. You had DRS and YDE as the three and six. North Shore, Mag and David as the four and five. Over in the West, you had Frisch and JEC as the one and the two. TABC and Heschel, the three and the six. SAR and Ramaz as the four and the five. Both of the East first round games were taken care of. YDE, DRS, and Megan, David, and Norsh. We're going to start out with YDE and DRS. It pays to mention the history between these two teams. Last year, these two teams met up same exact spot, same exact seeds, same exact place. In that one, YDE eking out a 49-47 win to upset DRS in DRS and to go on to the second round to face TABC. So, DRS sort of able to avenge that, I guess, with uh, 
with the, the win that they had in the last week of the regular season over YDE to sort of get themselves into the three seed. So the two seeds, the two teams meeting up again, uh, for, like I said, second year in a row in DRS. DRS is a three, YDE as a six. Unlike the week before, unlike two weeks ago, YDE came out strong in this one, holding DRS to single digits in the first half of play. A stark contrast to the complete game that they had a couple of weeks ago, uh, sorry, a couple of days ago, which in total yielded eight times that. So if you think about it, through one half of play, only having eight points scored when they had 65 the last time that they played, that that's a huge contrast. But DRS would look to uh, would look to sort of get back into the running for this game. There was a seven point lead for the Thunder at the break, but DRS in the third in the in the fourth would cut the lead to one point at 25-24 for DRS. However, the remaining six and a half minutes of this game would not be as sweet. A three pointer by YDE's Eliyahu Cohen jump started a fifteen to two Thunder run to end off the game, advancing with a forty to twenty six victory again. The sixth seed, the YDE Thunder knocking off the three seed, the DRS Wildcats, for the second year in a row. So for the second year in a row, having done that, they will now move on to face a North Jersey opponent. Last year, they advanced to face the West number one seed, TABC. This year, they'll advance to face the West number one seed, Frisch Cougars. And that game will take place next Monday night in Frisch. Um, by the way, uh, Cohen, Eliyahu Cohen, and Joey uh, Mishani would split the game high with 10 points apiece. So now that we knew that YDE would go on to play Frisch, we also knew that the winner of the North Shore Mag and David game would go on to play JEC. We figured that we were all surprised out for the playoffs, right? Wrong. Remember back to opening night when Mag and David raised their JV championship banner and the defending champions took out North Shore 57-36? to Well... This game would not be as much of a runaway as that one, but the defending champions live to defend their crown yet another day, squeaking by the Stars 53-50. to So after having to scramble to make the playoffs, needing to play essentially a playoff game against Hank just to get into the postseason, the Warriors now move on to the second round where they will face JEC. JEC finishing off with a record of 9-1, and really coming on strong late in the year, losing a very close two-point game to the uh, undefeated Frisch Cougars, knocking off TABC and uh, working their way to the second by seed. JEC will be a formidable opponent. It'll be uh, 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 you know a good challenge to see whether or not Mag and David really has what it takes to defend their crown. If they can get past the JEC, uh, the JEC Thunder, uh, it'll be very interesting to see what they can actually do with their run. Um, Continuing on to the uh, to the Western Conference now, we know what's going on with the East. Uh, as I said, we know that um, we know that YDE is going to go face Frisch. We know that Mac and Davis going to go face JEC. Those are in two other halves of the brackets. The question is, who would face East Two Shari Torah, and who would sorry, and who would face East One Hafter? Well, we would find out very quickly where one of those games would go, as the three seed in the West TABC defeated Heschel, the sixth seed in the West, fifty-seven to forty-one. So TABC doubling down on the win that they took over Heschel two weeks ago to solidify the third seed to put themselves 
into the quarterfinals. And TABC will meet up with Share Torah. I believe that that game is going to happen this coming Sunday. Uh, details to be determined. Again, take a look at the Yeshiva League website to be certain. A lot of these games will happen before we talk next week. Uh, any of that really lasts until after that. Or it, it's kind of strange to see that because they after next Tuesday... Uh, you have the fast on Wednesday, and then you have Purim Thursday. So I don't think anything is really happening past next Tuesday, which will make uh, for a very big run on games over the next coming days. Uh, so here's how the bracket looks at this point. We have West 1 Frisch against uh, East 6 YDE, that game taking place on Sunday. And then you have East 2, uh, sorry, on Monday. Then you have East 2 Shari Torah hosting West 3 TABC. That will be on, uh, that will be on Sunday, I believe. So you have two 8-win teams going in against each other. 8-2 uh, and two TABC going up against 8-2 and two Shari Torah. Uh, the other bracket, you have West 2 JEC and East 5 Mag and David. And in the final quarterfinal game, you have East 1 Hafter. And they will take on the winner of West 4 SAR hosting West number 5 Ramaz. That game taking place this coming Thursday night. SAR, the uh, benefactor of the win in the game the two teams played earlier on this season. And uh, SAR took that game by a close margin. The score is 69-67. So we could be in for a really true uh, battle for the 4-5 game. Uh, one that was close during the regular season. This game will be played again in SAR, um, and the winner will go on to face the Hafter Hawks in Hafter, presumably over the next week. Uh, Hafter, uh, you know, Hafter taking the Eastern Division crown, record of 9-1, and one, looking to uh, advance themselves past net, where they did last year in the semifinals, starting out in the quarters with a bye, awaiting the winner of this game. Moving over to girls' sports now. Uh, only a handful of games on the week uh, that that happened. Only two of the girls' uh, games happened over the past week. Start out in girls' varsity A, where we uh, where we had one game, and uh, that was West Two Brewery taking on East Three Flatbush, setting the stage here. Um, this uh, this league. Uh, is sort of like the, the the boys' JV hockey, where you have four from the east, four from the west, and it's already in the second, uh, what you would call the quarterfinals for the other leagues. So it's east one, west four, west two, east three in one bracket, west one, east four, east two, west three in the other bracket. Ramaz, Central, Flatbush, and North Shore in that order for the east. SAR, Brewery, Frisch, Maya Note for the West. So the brackets uh, are as follows. We'll, we'll just give you the scores. Uh, West 2, Brewery, West 3, and East 3, Flopish met up this week. West 2, Brewery, um, again, uh, getting to that point by virtue of their win, uh, their wins last week. Frisch and Maya Note both taking falls in the last week of the season. And so getting to that point and Flatbush, uh, working their way up to a 7-5 and five record, uh, in, uh, in, um, involved in that three-way tie with Central, Flatbush, and North Shore. Uh, luck of the draw came out to them going to Bruria. Would not be a great game for the Flatbush Falcons. Losing to Bruria 46-37, Marlene Levy leading the way for, uh, for Flatbush in the game, uh, but unable to bring Flatbush to a victory. Bruria. Again, taking the win uh, for the next round, 
they will either be taking on the East 1 Ramaz Rams or the West 4 Mayanote Rapids. Um, did not face the Rams this year. They do have history with Mayanote this year, though. 27-24 loss in overtime. They will await the winner. They'll either head to Ramaz or they will host Mayanote. They'll find out that tomorrow night when those two teams play, and that'll make up one half of the semifinals. Uh, the other bracket, uh, one game going on right now, maybe just tipped off. That's East 2 Central and West 3 Frisch in Central. And tomorrow night, West 1 SAR taking on East 4 North Shore. So our two brackets will be complete uh, by tomorrow night. By, I figure an hour, tomorrow night at around 9 o'clock, we'll know exactly who is in the semifinals of Girls Varsity A. Uh, but it looks to be a very interesting season for Bruria. And we'll talk about that as we move over to Girls B as well. There were no games on the week in Girls B, but we have our resolution. Um, the, the supposed three-way coin flip actually did happen. That's right. Elon defeated Shalhevet, and we were stuck at two teams at eight and f- sorry, three teams at eight and four. All those teams had two and zero records against each other. So, well, two and two records if you if you count them all against each other. Two and zero, two and zero, two and zero. So it wasn't like you can you could parse them out. So it had to go down to a coin flip. And the scenario that we discussed last week, where it seemed like the two I can't say the two best teams because it's kind of hard to do that when team when a team beats another team twice and then loses to another team twice about who's really better. But the team that seemed for the most of the way on, uh, on the year to be the better of the three teams, uh, Mag and David, sort of got the, the, the raw end of the stick here. You had Mag and David, who for most of the season was in second place. They wind up in fourth place. They'll be facing Bruria. And... Uh, it, it it's sort of it's sort of you know I, I can't argue with the with the process because there really is no other fair way to do this and this this really is the only way to get it done and you just ha- you just have to you just have to question, you know, what what more you could really think of before you go down to this to the point where where everybody, even the team that didn't have to worry about uh, being a part of the coin flip, where they get where they sort of get the short end because they have to go against a formidable team. Yes, Bruria defeated Mag and David twice this year, but in in my estimation, those two games were probably the best games that they played this year. So the first round game between Bruria and Mag and David is going to be a tough contest. The other contest is going to be Elon and SKA. Elon winning all the coin flips. Elon will get the two seed. They will host SKA. And uh, that that really does bode well for SKA. SKA going 2-0 against Elon over the year. Probably the best matchup that SKA could hope for on the road to get to another final. So the truth is we could see ourselves setting up to see another Bruria SKA championship. Again, Bruria having... Uh, having the uh, the edge on SKA this year, Brewery having the edge on everybody being undefeated. Uh, but good year for Brewery of basketball. So those two games will take place tomorrow night, both of them, the semifinals tomorrow night. Do not know when the championship or where the championship will be, but we'll get that information to you uh, as soon as we have it available. 
Moving over to our final sports league of the week, girls JV basketball. We did have one game over the week, and that was uh, that was the West Three Maya Note East Two North Shore battle. Just recapping what this is about. This league is a little different because only three teams from the East and three teams from the West make it, and in this case, it's sort of like the others, but. The division champions got their buys. So just assume that it's like uh, girls varsity basketball, girls varsity A, where the two division winners already faced the four seeds and got their buy. So SAR facing uh, SAR being the one seed in the East would face the winner of North Shore Maya Note and. Uh, the uh, and Hafter, the East Division champion, facing the winner of Hank and Frisch. We do have one result, and that's Maya Note uh, upsetting the North Shore Stars. Maya Note, the West Three seed, traveling to North Shore, upsetting the North Shore Stars in dominating fashion, 48 to 29. Sophie Leifer with 13 points in the win. Kira Tepler with eight to advance Maya Note onto the semifinals where they will go up against SAR. Uh, Not having much luck against SAR this year, taking losses in both of their games to the Sting. That game will take place in SAR. We do not know when that will happen. Looking at the other bracket, that game is taking place right now, probably just about finishing up, actually. Frisch and Hank, the two did battle this year. Frisch walloping Hank. This is also a battle between the two number one seeds from last year. Both Frisch and Hank won their divisions. Frisch going on to the finals. Hank not advancing past the semifinals. Uh, But West 2 Frisch hosting East 3 Hank. That game about finishing up. The winner of that going on to face East one Hafter in a bid for the girls' JV finals spot. And again, the girls' JV championship and the girls' varsity A championship taking place on March 8th in TABC. Well, that'll about do it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, again, if if this doesn't get the the you know the excitement and the passion going for uh, for the playoffs, I don't know what will. It, it's just it's amazing to have all of these upsets in the first round and the potential for all these Cinderella runs. I mean, you got you got JV basketball, you got varsity basketball. All of these leagues have the have the opportunity to to have a, a low seed make a, an exciting run. It's great to see what water. Berry is doing their first year. It's great to see, you know, a school like YDE and Mag and David, you know, the five, the, the, the six and the five, Mag and David looking to defend their crown. And it'll be interesting to see whether or not they can get it done. And with what's going on in hockey, you know, I mean, it's been the teams that were expected to win are winning, but you know what? Uh, now they get up against the teams that are expected to do a lot better, and it'll be interesting to see whether or not these teams can come out with an upset and sort of throw everybody's brackets on their ear. So thank you for listening in. Tune in again next week. Next week is going to be a very interesting week because there are only a really few games that you can have, the really few nights that you can have games next week, given Purim, Tana Sester, and the like. But we will be here to to recap what goes on this next week, and we will be here to preview uh, likely the semifinal matchups in just about all leagues.
If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the Encore presentation every Sunday night at 7 p.m., or you can find the court report in our archives on the Nachum Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, JM in the AM with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m. live on the app or at NachumSiegel.com. Once again, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your plaque and trophy needs. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning, just like you did this morning, on JM in the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update. You can also reach out to me on Facebook, Twitter, and our Instagram. Uh, Once again, I'm Elliot Weiselberg reminding you it's good to be smart, but better to be wise. See you next week right here on The Court Report only on the Nachum Siegel Network. Hi, this is Elliot Weiselberg, host of The Court Report. Stay tuned for more amazing musical selections and programming only on the Nachum Siegel Network. NachumSiegel.com